Welcome to Shooting the Frisbees with your hosts, Jake and Randy, discussing all things freestyle frisbee and whatever else that comes up. Welcome to Shooting the Frizz Breeze with Jake and Randy. Hey, Jake, how you doing? I'm great. How are you, Randy? I'm doing good. Uh, I really enjoyed this last weekend because uh, I got to jam like six hours with you. So that was really a highlight, as always. That was so much fun, and I uh, think I'm still sore. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you know what's funny is that you were the one that turned me on to uh, drinking pickle juice. Like if your muscles get really sore, they're getting ready to cramp up, like drink some pickle juice. And it's like this magic elixir that solves the cramping issue. So where did you find that out? That's a very good question. You know, when I was a kid, I loved drinking pickle juice just because I like it. So I was drinking it before I knew that it was a solution for cramping. But I actually think Lori saw it in an Ultimate Frisbee magazine as a suggestion. And I thought, well, geez, I like drinking it anyways. I'm just going to dive right in. But what I've noticed is that when I'm tired and I drink the pickle juice, I can just guzzle it versus when I'm not tired and sore. I can only take a couple wow. sips. <laughs> it makes a big wow. difference. That is, that is just crazy because that's like the last thing that I want to drink. So, you know, that's what makes us all unique. So, <laughs> yes. All right. Well, enough, enough about pickle juice. We have a really cool show today. So uh, why don't you kind of lead us into where we're going, Jake, man? Yeah, so I'm really excited about our guest today. This is uh, Ilka Simone. She's uh, one of the top jammers from Cologne, Germany. And uh, she recently won FPA Worlds with her partner, Bianca Struntz, in Medellin, Colombia. So welcome, Ilka Simone, to Shooting the Frisbees. Thanks for inviting me. So why don't we just start by uh, asking you, how did Frisbee come into your life? Uh, well, I worked together uh, with Boguslav Buhl in a factory, actually, to earn some money. And we worked on the same machine, and the machine always broke. And he had uh, some um, juggling balls with him. And I was not into that at all. But as it was so boring, um, he just taught me uh, juggling. And... Uh, was quite successful with that, teaching me uh, juggling. And at one point he said he uh, does that with frisbees normally. So I started laughing and asked him if he uh, is in a circus or something like that. And he said, nah, he actually became German uh, champion and there are tournaments. And so I once uh, went with him to the lake and looked at it. And to be honest, I thought this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, so it was like not uh, love on first sight and um, never planned to go further than that. And then I went to the World Championships in 2006 uh, to Berlin and just to support uh, Bo and Hartmut. And yeah, so and I really liked the atmosphere. I think uh, it was not the Mm, like the sport itself which uh, pulled me into it but the people and the atmosphere back then at these world championships because I thought it's quite amazing that um, it must be an important event to all the people running around but they were so friendly to each other and uh, were happy when something went fine with the other teams and if uh, something didn't go right then they were also uh, disappointed and they seemed to know um, 
what is the level of play of the different players. And I thought that was quite kind of cool. So one week later, I went to another tournament in Cologne. And um, if you want to blame someone that I started playing first B, I think it's the beast to blame because he came to me in Cologne a week later and said, oh, you are Ilka, aren't you? And I was like, yeah, how do you know? And he said, well, you were in Berlin. And I said, yes, I was in Berlin, but how do you know? I don't even play frisbee. And he said, yeah, but why don't you play frisbee? I said, yeah, again, that's not my sport. That's not my thing. And then he said, have you tried it? Have you tried the delay? There's actually a machine. You can try it. And I was like, oh, whatever. Like, just try it. And so we went to the machine. And I remember Eleonora and Fabio sitting behind us and we were, like did a big applause when I like had two seconds of, of a delay. And so I thought, okay, fine. I mean, this delay is also kind of cool. I mean, you can show off with that as well. So I try to do the do, do the late delay and um, if I have something in my head I actually want to finish it and I really suck in that I mean I was in my room trying all the time for two months to make this work I had no idea about clock or counter or anything I didn't know what I was doing I didn't know uh, really about silicon spray I think or yeah Bo gave me a disc which there was silicon spray on it and I thought it will last forever so I never renewed it and uh, then after two months, I went to, to the law and was like, yeah, I can do it and showed it to everyone. And Bo just said to me, yeah, well, um, so cool. You can do the delay, but uh, can you like do a leg over? And I was like, yeah, I can try. So fine. Why is no one like really, you know, so excited about that? Like I am like after two months of trying. So I said, okay, fine. Then I'm going to try that. And then he said, okay, and now what about that? And it went on and on and ne I never stopped. So that so you got to that point, and Beast is one of the people responsible for yeah. nudging you forward. That is crazy. So do in you realize that in combination with Bo though, because he right. got my e ego going. So <laughs> yeah, so Bull, I didn't realize that Bull was your first introduction to it as well. So yeah. you and Jake actually have something in common with the Beast. So Beast huh? was Jake's very first partner at a tournament. So you yeah. got introduced or pushed along by the Beast, and Beast was Jake's first partner. So that's kind yeah. of a cool connection. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool. It's interesting that uh, having people cheer you on was really what made you like it, but then having people say, that's no big deal, you could do better, is what kept you going. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so who do, you, who do you consider your role model? Wow. Um, in Frisbee, <laughs> uh, role model, really hard to answer. I'm, I actually don't really have like one role model. I, there's not one specific person. Um, I admire people um, who don't take it really seriously and can just relax while playing. I would love to be able to 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 jam and jam and jam and don't think about it so much and people who can do that i i consider them as role models so do you find mm -hmm. that you're that you're thinking about it a lot when you're jamming do you do you worry about what other people think about you um yes and that i oh i did this already what could i do next uh all these things so that's i think that's why i play the best after like a good party night because i'm still in this dancing um mode and uh, my head is a little bit more free way yeah so yeah. do you find that you're thinking about that when you're jamming or is that when you're competing or are those two different environments for you mm. 
It's yeah, it's different because normally when I'm competing, I made like a little plan. Like I normally make people have at least like a little structure, having kind of an idea what's coming next. So I don't stress so much while competing because I know what I want to do. So um, that's not so much of a problem. But in a jam, when there are like many people watching at me and waiting for the disc, I, yeah, I stress easily. So that's why I prefer jams where there's one person, two persons, three. And then it's, it's the same like with the conversation for me. If I come into a group and talk in a group, I'm not as good or I'm, I'm more shy as if there's one person or two people. Um, because I don't have the feeling there are like a lot of different characters around and I know the reactions and I can concentrate and focus on, on one thing. Yeah. Well, that's so interesting because a lot of folks will be more nervous doing the competing, but you feel a little more comfortable in the competition realm because you have a plan. But when it's just sort of a spontaneous jamming situation, you find you're watching yourself more about how to how to relax and and be because you don't have the plan in place yeah. so that's very unique yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> i mean i don't know i think for me i would feel similar when i have a plan for a routine i'm very comfortable i know exactly what i'm going to do but if i'm going out there just to do spawn it's a lot harder because i don't know exactly what i'm going to do and then i worry about if i've done this move again twice or i uh, just think a lot more about what i'm actually doing but when you go when in a competition i one of my least favorite moments about competing is just that moment before you go out there that's sort of 10 minutes before you're supposed to go i call it you know being in purgatory and i just hate <laughs> that just like please get me let's get out on the field that, the nerves are there and i don't feel that when i'm jamming mm. but don't you also like it i mean the adrenaline and otherwise you wouldn't compete so often would you Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, uh, there's a high that happens to being in front of people and putting yourself uh, at that moment of risk. And there's also stuff that I don't like about it. So it's, it's, it's a catch 22. It's a little bit of a dance with the devil and a dance with an angel. Yeah, it's always nice when you finish your competition and you've done exactly what you set out to do. You walk off the field, it's just very satisfying. And then even more satisfying is when the people come up afterwards and say, good job, that was amazing. You get so many accolades from all of your friends and your peers. It's like, that's why I go out there and put on the show is for this moment. Hey, just want to give a shout out to Judy Robbins for her donation to Frisbee Guru. It's nice that folks are valuing what we're doing and want to be a part of it. If you value what we're doing too, feel free to go up to our website and donate. Now back to Ilka. So Ilka, when was your first competition? Uh, that was in January 2007 in Boxmere. And I only went there for watching. And Yasha Wollmann, I don't know if you remember him. Back then he was, I think, 16 or 15. He was my first partner and he just put me on the competitors list. And I got so angry because when I <laughs> realized that I didn't want to play at all and I actually never wanted to play tournaments. I was, uh, I didn't know I could like it. And then there were only six teams and we became fourth because the several tricks we could do, we, we didn't drop much. 
So, and then that was really, really cool. I remember then I, oh, like the next tournament I've played was Dortmund and then it was already the German championships. So I got right into it after the first tournament. Yeah, so, so what was it about that first experience that made you want to keep doing it? Um, to see that it, people are really just happy that you play that it wasn't about how good you play or you weren't judged uh, that you were a beginner and yeah just uh, that everyone was happy me playing mm -hmm. and then that we didn't become last was also cool <laughs> it's nice not to be last well that's one of the best things about freestyle frisbee is that we all support each other no matter what it's just fun to see our friends out there doing their best. So at some point you went from I'm going to compete to I want to win a world title, is that accurate? No. No. Okay. No, I I never uh, never thought that I could win anything in this sport to be honest, like because I didn't see myself as one of the the good players. So um, I won a title in 2009 with Manuel Cesari, like a European um, title. That was really cool and a really great experience, but I really thought that will never happen to me again. I thought, okay, yeah, now I won a title, so we'll never forget that. That's awesome. And then I haven't until 2014, which was a crazy year. Um, it was the best year of my life. I don't know what happened in that year. Everything worked out. Um, I had quite a tough time at work and privately the years before, and I fought a lot. And in 2014, everything just... Um, yeah, brought uh, something, I, I don't know, like yeah. brought some joy into my life. So I first won um, the European Championship, then the German Championship, and then the World Championship. And it was just, I don't know, it was just crazy, a crazy year. All, all three of those were in 2014? Yes. Yeah. Wow, that was a good year. That was yeah. a good year. <laughs> and there was, with Bibi, was your partner for all three? No, um, I won the um, European with Judith. And then the German championship with Carsten Heim in mixed. Yeah. And then Worlds with BB. Congratulations. Yeah. That was a that was yes. a good year for you. <laughs> so, so I have a question for you with, with that. So 2014, you won Worlds with Bianca. And yeah. uh, could you walk us through that experience of they're getting ready to announce the results? Because I was there and I remember. And I was wondering, can you... Walk us through your experience as the results are getting announced. Well, I remember being that I was really excited <laughs> and that the moment they said uh, Lisa's name, BBME started screaming. And then, like, they haven't announced our names yet, um, but we knew we have one. And I remember me st standing in a corner and... Um, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't know where to put myself. It's just like I can't describe the feeling. It was just like, okay, I don't believe that. That must be a dream. Like all this. I, I told you, like all this year was like so crazy, and I never thought it's gonna happen to me. And I kind of didn't think uh, I, I deserve it in a way, but it just happened, and it went on. And then I was just standing in the corner. Didn't know. Do, should I cry? Should I? I don't know. I feel it feels like crying, but I can't cry. I. But I. Yeah. It was just an overwhelming emotional moment. And and I, I can't remember after Bibi left that anyone was around me. So I just stood there. And then, yeah, where, when will they say the name? Like, it took 
ages for me, like until they said the name, we could go to the front and get the trophies. So. so it was sort of slow motion when they announced who was in second and you said, oh my goodness, we didn't get second. That means we won. And you just, <laughs> everything just sort of froze in time. Exactly. Yeah. How did you remember? How do you remember it? Well, I was there. I was sitting there <laughs> as they were announcing the results and, you know, they announced fourth and they announced third. And so there were the top two teams. And as you know, when they announced second, obviously everybody knows who won first and uh, they announced uh, second place and it wasn't you guys. And you guys just erupted with this, this joy that came out <laughs> that was so organic and, and it was really awesome. So I wanted to hear, I, I had my perspective. I wanted to hear your perspective and, and that's really cool. Yeah. Awesome moment. I mean, um, I don't know if I will ever become world champion again, but I, I don't have to. I mean, I did it. And it was great. So now, yeah, I, I will always say that. And I kind of didn't like to be world champion afterwards. Um, I like now that I once uh, got the title. But the year I felt like kind of the pressure to, because everyone said, oh yeah, there comes the world champion. And then like, oh, I don't want to play now because uh, then people think that's the best you can show and it's definitely not. So I'm glad that this pressure is over. And Yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting new hat to wear because there's pressure to want to get there. And then once you get there, it's like, ooh, now I have to show why I got there and am I worthy? A, yeah, I, I don't think everyone has that feeling. Um, I know that there are a lot of people who embrace this role of being a world champion, but I, I was definitely not one of those. So, <laughs> I'm curious, Jake, did you did you feel, you know, when you won your first world championship, did you feel that? Um, did you feel that pressure to prove that it was worthy of your uh, title? I've yeah, I kind of think I did after the first one. I still wasn't totally convinced that I deserved to be the world champion, and I felt like I needed to prove it again. But then Matt and I won the next year, and after that one, it was like, okay, I'm good, and I'm, I accept it now. <laughs> but I mean, I guess, I don't know. For me, the difference, one of the differences was in 2006, where we won the first one, the other teams didn't play that well. You know, we won because we didn't drop it a lot. We also played well, but the other teams just didn't, it didn't really feel like, I mean, we walked off the field and we were like, I think we got that because we played really well and the other teams didn't. 2007, a lot of teams played well and we walked off the field going, I don't think we got this one. We did our best, but we dropped three and who knows what's going to happen. And then when we still won, it was like, okay, something, there's something really real going on here. Yeah. Yeah. Different if you feel like you just sort of slid into it than rather that you earned it. I would say Ilka, I think you and Bianca totally earned that in 2014. So congrats again. Thank you. Well, I, I'm, I'm now having another flash here of you and Jake having something in common. So you both had the beast be a first experience for you. And you both won world titles in 2014 in Medellin. So I have both of the world champs <laughs> in Medellin with me right now. That's pretty cool. I right, just thought I'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for recognizing that, Randy. Wow, well, I'm so glad that Ilka shared that that very special experience with us. It's just a, such a wonderful time when that announcement happens and you hear that you won. It's just a, such a great story. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I Like I say, I, I was there and I remember that experience. And I know you've had that experience. I've had that experience. And uh, 
you know, it's just a, it's a cool thing that she shared with us for sure. It's a special moment and you don't always realize how special it's going to be until you're there. Yeah. And you sometimes don't even realize just how emotional it'll be sometimes too. You kind of like, whoa, didn't expect that. And yeah. just that wave of whatever that is. So, yeah. So, well, uh, you guys may have noticed we've been doing a lot of live streaming lately. In about four weeks from now, we're going to be live streaming FPA Worlds from Udine, Italy. And you might yes. be able to see a experience just like the one Ilka had live. Yes, I love that. And, uh, you know, if you're enjoying our efforts or appreciate our efforts, you know, feel free to continue to support in any way. So thanks all. Yes. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to Shooting the Frisbees with Jake and Randy. To contact us or for more info, check us out at frisbeeguru.com. Home to Haynesville, Shooting the Frisbees, and live streaming freestyle Frisbee.